0: just absolute uh, bedlam just because that was yeah yeah, yeah. go ahead perfect yeah. time for that to happen so, oh my god
1: <laughs> those were the sights and sounds of the Paul child stands after the final whistle when the hounds defeated Columbus crew this past Wednesday absolute insanity um no joke the next day like watching back that video Steve watching back some of the video that you shared that we posted like literal chills like it just yeah. what a friggin night. Josh, I mean, you've been going to games feels like forever. <laughs> I saw you after the game, and it was very much just like a hands oh, on the head. Like, yeah,
0: there were no words; it was just none. Um, it was like one. It was the most crowded. Like I've been to playoff games at Highmark Stadium, and it felt. It, I mean, it was after seeing the attendance, but the most crowded mm-hmm. that stadium has ever been, mm-hmm. and that our section felt like the the most people ever, and like the energy, which is amazing it was just crazy there
1: there was a moment where where we were standing the steps were full of people and susan looked at me at one point like if this got real like this could be a problem and it was like grab the kids and steve at one point i was like you're here right and and we were messaging back and forth they were like yeah yeah and so like you were like i'm down there and i was like there's no way I'm going to get to you. And then you somehow popped up, but you
2: were like crouched on benches, like trying to reach us. No, I mean, I sprained my ankle on the way up because there was like people all over the steps. And I don't know if it was somebody's shoe, a water bottle, a beer, like something I stepped on something. Like it was, it was amazing how crowded it was and how excited everybody was.
1: Yeah. The energy was just, I mean, that's, that is what fandom is all about. Um, It was funny. At one point, my wife turned to me. um, Well, first of all, there was a number of things during the game that my wife was like, they looked really good. Like they were the way they were dinking the ball around. They looked really good. But then she turned to me. um, I will not be here on the show next week because we're going to Iceland. And my wife said, is Iceland playing while we're going to be there? And I was like, are you serious? Like, who are you? (laughs) Turns out they're actually doing Europa qualifying the week after we will be there, but we contemplated going to the stadium and just like checking it out regardless. But I was like, my family is slowly just, I literally, I mentioned to my youngest one today, I was like, this is totally theoretical. I said, if you had the choice between doing scouts next year or getting season tickets for the steel army, there wasn't even a a beat. He was like (laughs) season tickets, like I wanna go. He was legitimately ticked that we got stuck in traffic and missed the tailgate. Like we literally rolled up and the tailgate was gone and he turned to look at me and was like, what? Like, come on. And so
0: <laughs> So okay, so for tailgates from now on, we can have some merit badge type activities. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, <sighs> Shotgun. That's a good thing of are probably <laughs> not appropriate for kids to be merit badging in. So
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, Josh, you're you're like doing more with the merch, right? I'm sure you can do a merch badge. That's right. right? Yeah. We, yeah. Can, Converse, we can do a grill badge, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can, badge. We yeah, we can we can make this work. We flag Absolutely.
0: or not flag, I mean uh, uh scarf badges. we can make that become a thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Liz just said time to move back to the city. Um
1: oh. I, you know. I, every time we come to a game, my, the rest of my family is like, we should get season tickets. And I'm just like, I think about the driving involved. Um, it'll happen at some point. Don't worry. It, it'll yeah.
3: happen. Well, I mean, well water just ke- is not reliable. It's <laughs>
1: breaking down. You exactly. need to get back we've, in the we've city. We've heard the stories. Okay. Yeah. That's right. You know There's what? Bears in the, the city. city? Bears. <sighs> I've never
0: had an issue with bears. Yes. Just telling very you. very true. Yeah. yeah. never nope. had
1: <laughs> an issue with bears. Kev, what was, uh, what was it like on TV?
3: It was it was amazing. I mean, especially the the atmosphere of the crowd contributing to the overall experience. Um, it was it was great to watch. Um, you know, I, I, seasons for fans are built on like moments and memories. This is one that will live in the memory and be discussed ten years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I. It, you know, two good things can happen, right? Like we can have this and go on and have an incredible season. But, you know, even if you said, if, if it peters out and we finish fifth or what like, it doesn't matter. And like, I mean, it matters, but like we had this night and it was, it was amazing. And yeah, it was, it was, it was memorable.
0: Yeah. Akin to Miracle on the Mon. Like this was yeah. one of those moments where, and unlike Miracle on Mon, everyone who says they were there was probably actually there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 because, yeah, this was a well-attended match. And it, uh, just some key, like, not game really stuff, but just, like, crowd and that kind of stuff. Like, the whiteout, the whole, like, white wave or whatever the thing they did, like, I was skeptical. Like, I remember Jeff texting me, being like, hey, would the Steel Army be cool, like, doing this? I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. Like, I'm I'm fine with that. But, like, I'm sitting and thinking to myself, like, like there's going to be a lot of new people there, a lot of people who don't come to games. game, Maybe Same. Not- yeah. Who- Media, they're not going to know it's a whiteout. Like, you're going to get our little swath, like in the middle of the Steel Army with the whiteout, and then the rest of people are just going to be wearing regular Pittsburgh clothes, like Steeler jerseys and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Nope. I was completely wrong. It, it looked good. Insane. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is impressive. It's not like they were giving out white shirts either. Like, usually when we do something like this, it's like, oh, they gave away free shirts that, you know, the first couple thousand people come in, and that's why everyone's wearing the same shirt. But no. This was really
2: impressive. Yeah. So I, even more impressive uh, because apparently this was not something that the team initially was planning until someone on Twitter after the Jersey release chimed in and said, hey, we should do white shirts for the game. And, and so Jeff was like, OK, we'll do a white wave. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. Like, like, what's the worst that can happen? And that's what happened right like they were obviously not prepared I mean they sold out of every adult size anything in the shop I think before the 10th minute of the game that was white I mean every shirt was gone by that point it was cool yeah
1: Uh, you figure it it was like four days it all came together because literally they announced the jerseys
2: yeah at the game
1: that previous weekend so yeah yeah, it was crazy there the the actual tally came in at a little over 6100 people in a stadium that I guess is technically built for five thousand. And Steve, did you say that that Jeff was like, "Yeah, we could fit some more." in here. Oh yeah, yeah. No,
2: I mean, so Jeff is really specific about saying that the CD the stadium seats five thousand, hmm. um, uh, right? So they're, they're seats for five thousand. They sell other standing room tickets. Um, uh, no, but I mean, he was he. I mean, he. I think based on that conversation with him, he's thinking that they could get six thousand five hundred people. In, in like Okay. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know where they're going. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't fit
1: any more in in Paul Chow. Yeah, Paul like, yeah, Chow's
0: section was completely full. But we were that, shoulder yeah. to shoulder. Yeah,
1: and yep. it was magical. But uh, yeah, yeah I, that was great. Yeah, insane night. I, I mean, getting into the, you know the specifics of the game just a little bit. So hounds for those who you know totally missed it, which. If you're listening to this, I highly doubt that you did. Hounds beat uh, the crew, I'd say, pretty handedly, one nothing. Kev. I'm interested in your read because, you know, when you're at the game, it's a very different perspective. Um, but it wasn't just, you know, Chico got the, the goal, um, and we should talk about the goal, but Tula had a sitter. Danny Griffin had a shot in the 85th minute where he sort of took the ball and went into hyper speed and got a shot off. So this wasn't like... In the last few minutes, we were bunkering like we had our opportunity, literally Mm Kizik got a red card, which we should probably talk about because he took it to the corner um, late in the game. But this did not feel like a team that we were afraid of. This did not feel like a team that we went one up and just bunkered kev what was your perception from from the broadcast
3: for context i want to make it clear i mean the details of the actual play of the game are minimal compared to the energy of just like appreciating the atmosphere and everything um but no i yeah i agree with your assessment i mean both against new england and columbus we both of these games are played in a way where you know it's not just 11 people behind the ball we showed a lot of energy we tried to defend in their half whenever we could um i thought i mean the starting lineup the fact that you know now i mean someone correct me if i'm wrong if he was out for some other reason but you know forbes not being played um or, or not being started you know it that's telling to me you know you want energy in there you want people who are going to close down quickly and aggressively and constantly for you know extended periods of time no one can take a break and uh, and the goal comes from that. I mean, it was a great, great defensive interception, quick turnaround counter, mm-hmm. great ball and great finish. Everything.
1: Um, just to interrupt you for one second, every the more I watch that back, Mertz does a stutter step, and that was everything in that play because the defender bit, and that allowed Chico to just roll behind him. And in the moment, I I told Steve, I I I just assumed Chico was off. Like yeah. it looked so easy that from the from the stands everyone started celebrating and I'm looking at the ref for the flag because I just assumed it was going to be there and that's what we're conditioned to do now and when it was it I was in complete disbelief what but-
3: well, the 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 Dequa pass wasn't the obvious pass to me either no it, 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 like it, it, that was the second pass that finally caught up to me when when Mertz finally played it so. No, it was a really, really good game, a really good performance. This wasn't something where we had one chance off a corner and capitalized on it, and they hit the crossbar. And Wait had the game of his life. It was it was not like that at all.
1: Yeah. And two, you know, we talk a lot about Tula on here, Tula showing me, and how when is he going to get his first goal? You got to give the guy credit because when the lineup came out and you sort of watched what our formation was, it was clear your job is to just chase. That's Mm -hmm. all you're going to do today. You're just going to chase. And we got Dequa underneath you so that he can actually pounce on like the good stuff and try to score. And he did that pretty much Mm -hmm. all game. He just chased. And he does he
3: does everything but score. Right. I mean,
1: like he, he and I thought
3: he was great in the in game too. Yeah. Without scoring. I mean, on okay, so at some point, you know, <laughs> your striker needs to score at yeah. some point. That's kind of the that's kind of the name of the game, but he does everything else yeah. wonderfully. The he, he,
0: that he missed though during yeah. the true game. It wasn't a sitter. Okay, it was a good pass and it was a hard pass. Like it looked like it was Obviously, like a deflection, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly, yeah. So it, it was like a, it, a fortunate landing to him out of nowhere, and just the fact that he was so close to goal, and he it still went over the top. I'm just It like, looked harder to miss mm-hmm. than oh the my, score. Uh, yeah. and, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, oh, come on. And I'm not like yelling at him. I'm just like, this guy needs a score at some point because he's getting so close, <laughs> so many chances. Yeah on that play specifically
1: i keep watching that back and it just further cements for me how i i truly believe that lily's secret weapon this year is dos santos at center back because that play was the ball goes in the corner to kenny kenny tried to just like dink it around the player and beat him with speed and knowing that wasn't going to happen dos santos makes a run from nowhere to get to the end line and basically deflects it towards the middle of goal and it seems like every game, there's one or two opportunities. You have this center back just flying into the attack. And uh,
3: yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, DeSantis has been completely reinvented. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's had, he's been really good these past couple games. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think another player who I was a bit harsh on earlier in the season that has started to flourish and had great moments in the Columbus game was Ibarra as well. Like, yeah. I felt like he came into the game
0: and it was just I thought like, he started okay. really
3: well. And yeah, just it was
0: just... kept, You know, yeah, mm-hmm. he's,
3: he's had a really good season too. Yeah. Did
0: anyone not have a good game though? Like, that, that's no. the thing. Like, this game was everyone hungry, everyone mm-hmm. giving it their all. The interaction with the, the like the team actually, like, being cohesive
2: mm-hmm.
0: freaking the whole back line like yeah. pumping up the steel army near the end there like i don't mm-hmm. know if you can see it from where you are at mike as
1: well suit yeah was like double. He did it.
0: and yeah uh, the, i believe i think all all the back line did it at some point during the last like 10 minutes of game yeah just looking over the steel army just putting their hands up like come on come on come on yeah, and it's yeah. like okay okay <laughs> 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 uh that was great and then like uh Danny Griffin also had that super like run in, like he just was not letting anyone take the ball from him yeah. and just ran into their box and got a shot off, but not didn't go in, but it was still a pretty good opportunity that he had near the end there, too. Yeah. Was- I love
3: Griffin's new role this season. I, I mean, I, I don't want him anywhere near like a super defensive midfielder. Like I his his place is sitting right behind Dequa or whoever else is playing up front and and get creating chances for himself. Griffin has been great.
1: I feel like too, not so much Mertz has been sort of a consistent, just beast sort of all season, but I feel like in these open cup games, and maybe it's just because Danny's just been around for, what four or five games now and two of them have been open cup games it feels like at least in the open cup games he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder oh, yeah like i did this whole like mls next pro thing now mm-hmm. i'm back here like i'm gonna show you that like you screwed up like i i yeah. you know i'm good enough for the next level so yeah yeah I, yeah like it's there's there's not a ton Else to say about this game, it was it was pure magic, pure energy. My kids, as we were leaving the, the stadium, my kids literally said that that was the best night of their lives, like completely unprompted. <laughs> they were just like, literally, that was the best night of their lives. It's just, when have you crowd... taken them to Disney yet? No, okay,
0: I did already. I'm like, that's pretty good, but we we're supposed I don't know, to know, Josh.
2: Yeah, yeah, how do you want to respond to that question, Josh? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I still like, hold, this, this is probably the, the most energy I've ever felt at Highmark Stadium, yeah. like ever. Yeah, like it wasn't just the fact that the crowd was big. It was, it was cohesive. Like the crowd felt like they were all like mm-hmm. kind of like into it. The grandstand was doing the chance as well. Oh, yeah. Um Granted, when you're, you're screaming, go back to Ohio. Uh, <laughs> all Pittsburghers can get behind that message. So it was, it was <laughs> a chant I heard from all around the stadium. Um, and then after the game with the team coming over to celebrate mm-hmm. everyone going crazy, Tuffy coming over to celebrate with the team. Uh, It was just, yeah, yeah, it was magic. It was just so cool. And if you're not coming back to a game after being, if that was your first game, I don't know what you were expecting. (laughs) I don't know what needs to happen for you to be like, I think I'm going to keep on coming because that was a game to do it. Mm -hmm. And, And I mean, this is what we've been saying for literally years. Whenever
1: there's the open cup draw and it's like, oh, we're going to Cincy. Oh, we're going to New York. It's just like, this is what it could be. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of comments uh, on on Twitter after the fact where it was like, oh, you know, sellout crowd of 6100 plus. And I think I made a comment, Josh, you made a comment like it might be time to expand, guys, because (laughs) every game so far this season has been a sellout. And now that's capping it off, you know, back of the napkin math in terms of money made just put in some more seats, man. You would sell them. And like, oh, they're doing it. Like, yeah. I, like
0: the, there's no doubt. Yeah. I feel like they were trying to get it in before the season started, but they just couldn't uh, mm-hmm. fit it in. Yeah. But there's, there's expansion already on the yeah. list of all the front office and mm-hmm. talking about what they can do, how they can add more seats, like in Tuffy's construction company, like Tuffy's like all in. It's like, I can do it in two weeks. Let's do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, so I did, I did like just some, some, Quick, like calculations. If only tickets were uh, general admission tickets, price right? Like they made over one hundred fifty thousand dollars in gate sales, right? Like that's at the cheapest ticket price. That doesn't include all the higher costs for uh, tickets in the grandstand, right? So, like, like that's or, huge. Or food? Plus all, yeah. yeah. All, yeah. That or plus merch food, sales plus parking, plus yeah. merch, um, and it. I mean, sure, they've got staffing costs. That round right. costs uh, $25,000 for them to host. But, I mean, net profit by a large margin. Listen, I I, I don't oh. want to
1: complain about a lot, but I did get two Powerades and a Coke, and it cost me $17. So, like, they're making money. <laughs> Welcome to Stadium Price. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then I got, like, a note, like, you spent $17. And I was like, what?
0: So, yeah. <laughs> Every game, I get uh, Auntie Ann's uh, pretzel. <laughs> it's like $8 for that pretzel. I'm, it's worth it to me. That <laughs> no Josh drug. is that rich. <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. surprisingly, I don't know. This might also be a testament of how intense that game was for everyone. I went, like, during the second half, I went down to get a pretzel because it's right behind our section. No line. Like, I waited oh, like really? three people deep. Three people oh, deep, if yeah. that. And it was just like, There's no one here. Everyone's just like super, like honed in. Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Real quick, I we we had this conversation going in Slack, and Josh, you shared some stats just about. There were some complaints from from Columbus fans online where it was like, "Oh, we didn't play our first team," and like, "Ah, you know the turf," and uh, this, that, and the other thing. And I get it, but Josh, you dug up some numbers in terms of the actual crew starters that were on the field and if you actually look at sort of the top three uh in terms of salary so ramirez uh, valencia and madronda their combined salary is essentially what we're thinking the hounds total salary is so that was just said you said excuses wrong. Yeah. So like <laughs> it I think part of the the thing that makes these games so much fun is that there is such a disparity in terms of quality of life in terms of pay in terms of experience for these players in MLS versus these guys that are in the USL. And so of course we're going to celebrate. Of course we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. be over the moon about what happens here. And any other sort of excuse to Liz's words, I think just goes out the window for me.
0: Um, yeah, when you're looking at 400K, 336K, 300K for the top guys uh, mm-hmm. on their team, making that's their year, yearly base salary. So that's not including all the other stuff they get, all the other perks. That's just their yearly salary. That alone, you're just like, huh. All right. Like, yeah, maybe this wasn't your first team. Maybe it wasn't even what you would consider your second team, but this is still a team that should be beating USL teams well, I, in and theory.
2: I, and I'll push it even a little further because, I mean, I kind of push to get some insight into what the hound's salary conversations are like. Um, and like, we know that the first year players are making 29. Uh, thousand uh, for the year because uh, that's the league minimum. I'm assuming they're not making more than that. Um, uh, but based on what I know, I mean, our highest paid player is probably still below seven of the starters that they put on the field, right? Like, like that's our top player. They've got seven guys making more than that. That's a huge discrepancy in, in that sense. Yeah.
1: That's not seven crew starters. That's seven crew starters in that, in that game. game. In that game. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. The lowest paying guy that I found stats for it was making 67K.
2: Yeah. I'm a don't, better soccer player.
0: I don't, I don't know how many of our players are making 67K a year. Yeah. Probably not a lot. Yeah. I'm
2: going to guess
1: four. I, I, yeah.
0: there's, a, there's a whole <laughs> conversation.
1: That? Yeah, there's a whole conversation to be had there about sort of the – the perceived value of talent and and sort of the disparity between leagues and how do you close that gap and i i will probably save that for another time but regardless seeing some of those figures and and you know hearing you know steve some of your back of the napkin stuff which i've said that like three times now um I thought was just fascinating and worth considering. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's, going to, it's gonna, Those numbers are likely going to get further and further apart the further we get into the open cup, because the MLS teams are going to take it more and more seriously and you're going to see more of the like starters, uh, each, each team that we face. So
2: well, and I don't remember the number, but I want to say it was something like three point, no, $5.5 million in transfer fee loans came onto the field in overtime for Cincy last year against us, right? Like, yeah, yeah, absurd.
3: Um, I feel I mean, like all of the, I mean, all all the salary discussions for cup games to me never come into play because it's just at the end of the day, it's a round ball with two goals. And, you know, we're not, we're not like making their goal bigger and our goal smaller. We're not (laughs) cheating. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if, City are going to you know Wimbledon and it's a crap pitch and there's you know mud every look there's two, there's two teams on the field with the ball like play <laughs> like and figure out who can win so at the end of the day you know it's I don't know I if 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 if, if, if crew fans are like saying well Bob, it's like no <laughs> like this was, I don't care if it was turf I don't care if it was away I don't care if you guys don't care about it. These were two teams who both wanted to win, and you know the Hounds won. Yeah,
0: I will say the the crew fans that uh, traveled to the game, we pretty much tailgated with them the whole time. They were awesome. It was a mm-hmm. good time. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was a blast. And I, if anything, I kind of just feel bad for them for how like the well crew are not doing good right now. They're on a, a losing streak. They they lost hell is real. The the Derby was cincy. And then they come to Pittsburgh and lose against a USL team, and then they go to their next game. I forget who they're playing, but they lost that it was one too. Nashville yeah. Nashville, yeah. So it's just like bam, bam, bam. It's like oh, oh well. Okay. And I think somebody from the Steel Army made the point that like
1: you could say what you want about the Hounds, but we didn't give up a goal over ninety minutes, and I think it took ninety seconds in the Nashville game for Columbus to score. So like they have the ability. It yeah. was just
0: yeah, yep. Um, um. go Josh. Okay, I was going to say, uh, another thing I think around this game that was pretty awesome to see was just the coverage of the Hounds afterwards. Getting more than just local 30-second coverage from the local news. Uh, seeing big names tweeting about it, talking about it on their shows. Uh, uh, Men and Blazers I think had like two yeah. or three tweets about us in a row. Um, so that was really cool to see. I just forgot the sports blogger guy who everyone loves that I forget his name someone yeah, else can tell me I,
1: I forget who the guy that Tuffy like retweeted and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: I don't yeah. know he's a big deal I don't watch other sports I, I don't know yeah. but. The <laughs> what
2: the guy from Pittsburgh originally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no Not yes. Mark
0: Madden
1: no, 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 no. no, he, no I mean, no, He but did, but somebody, somebody posted to Mark Madden, who's going to win a championship first, Pens, Pirates, or Steelers, and Mark Madden r- responded with Riverhounds. So, you <laughs> McAfee, know, yeah, McAfee, yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. go. Yeah.
0: yeah, that guy, who I'm sure everyone else who likes sports knows, uh, except for me. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and Josh, you also shared, what was it? It was like morning soccer. Like they had a whole segment on just what Danny Griffin was
0: wearing to the game.
1: Like it was like a 30-second clip about his fashion choices. It was a minute
0: and 40 of (laughs) just fashion talk about Danny's outfit going into the stadium. And I'm like, this is the stuff I'm used to seeing for like Premier League uh, players. Like, you know, oh, let's look at Ronaldo's fit. I was like, this is about Danny Griffin. And it was <laughs> glorious. Yeah. I will say I felt bad because the actual
1: picture was him side by side with Jamali Wait, who also looked very fashionable. And for whatever reason, they just zeroed in on, on Danny. But yeah,
2: I have to go back and watch. Now I did not realize Jamali was in that picture. I, I think <laughs> yeah. they just sort of
1: cut it. But when the hounds shared the picture, they were yeah. both walking yeah. in together and almost like matching outfits. Yeah. Um, I do need to ask though. So late in the game, Chico looked like he got hurt Mm -hmm. Steve you said you don't think it's serious no
2: I don't think it's serious um uh when I go to practice um I can't officially talk to uh players that didn't train um uh but saw him asked him how he was feeling he said he was good nothing serious he said he'd be back. He thought he'd be back definitively for the Cincy game, if not be, not before. Um, so just like, it looked like he was maybe just something like a muscle type thing. Not. So not that's anything that's
1: not, not um, I'm doing air
2: quotes here. Official. No, no, this is, yeah. this is me trying to, trying to, hmm, what Do I see <laughs> over there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, like he's like working on that muscle over there. Okay. <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah. Word.
0: I'm not surprised. We like, cause uh, I originally was like looking towards the Loudon game, being like, is he there? Is, does that mean he's not oh, healthy? I, and it's like, uh, that's not really saying much because I got a feeling at this point with how many games we've had in a row, yeah. maybe resting him would have been the choice no matter what.
2: I think it would have been from uh, my conversation with Graba that um, if he had gone the full 90, he probably wasn't going to play this weekend unless there was a really big need. So not seeing him in the lineup, not seeing him travel, not a surprise after... The columbus game yeah
1: anything else from this one that you guys want to ruminate on or or reminisce about before we uh, uh talk the about the red
0: what's... the red card to uh, kizza yeah. sucked i felt so bad for him because one watching the replay i mean i i get it but at the same time it didn't look as bad as mm-hmm. uh, like a red it looked like a yellow to me i um, genuinely don't remember this the one. ref wasn't great like there there were a couple of no. calls
1: <laughs> where it was just like Come on, guy. Like, what do you what are you doing here? Um, what was it
0: like the 80th minute or something? I can't remember the
2: exact. No, it was mark. it was quite late. I mean, it, oh, was, yeah, it was really. I think so Kiza
1: Kiza takes the ball to the corner. He basically fights off two guys from uh, Columbus. I think the ball goes out for a throw-in. Or they recover it and they're and they're walking back. And Kiza fouls a guy from behind, like out of frustration. And the ref
3: well, like just kicks goes, right? out,
0: kicks his yeah. ankle or something. It was actually uh, his arm. So like it looked like it was still the run of play, and it was the they were t- like tussling back and forth, and then Kiza pushed his arm back, and mm. it hits him in the face. But it didn't look like it was like a like a hard elbow or like right. a punch. It, was, it just looked like kind of like a you know farm for back. it, yeah. And it just hit him in the face, and then suddenly ref blows a whistle and just gives him a red, and it's like. Like you said, uh, Steve, I think it was stoppage time. Now I remember, yeah. remember, but it, like one, it was all at the other end away from our section. So like half of us didn't even notice until like we see him slowly walking into the locker room and he was so close to the locker room already cause it was all the way over by that corner yeah. that it was like a two second walk, <laughs> just like him walked out. And then it, it sucked though, because then that means he wasn't part of all the celebration afterwards. Right. He wasn't like anywhere could he not come back on the field? I don't know. I got, no, but then again, don't think he can. I don't oh, know what the rules are after the game is over. But, yeah. yeah. So that really sucks for him because yeah, he definitely deserved to
2: be out there. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, I mean, it also is not great in Cincy because his speed definitely was something that, I mean, you could see when he was on the field, being able to chase balls down faster than almost anybody else. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, losing that option, um, yeah. I mean, though he might be the only player, as long as everybody else, uh, like no, there are no other injuries between now and then that is absent from that Cincy game. Um, Farrell obviously was back. Um, Rivera, uh, back to training. Um, so um, And then uh, Alal Usmanu um, back after a personal uh, situation where he had to travel home. So he's back with the team as well now. So I mean, basically back at full strength and that's really good too. So yeah, agreed. Get another fast center back in there.
1: Liz added to the chat, how amazing all the fans were after the game, lots more willingness to talk about play on the field. It was incredible. So yeah, just overall fantastic experience.
0: And like, I'm already seeing the, the runoff of this game, the hype around it. Like we've seen uh discord, Get a whole bunch of new members for the Steel Army. I've sold memberships now. Like I think I've, yeah, I've sold more memberships this week than I have in the last couple of weeks. Um, so like, it, I'm welcoming the bandwagon fans because you know it bandwagon mm-hmm. right now, diehards later. Listen, oh, I yeah. I feel
1: like I'm I'm getting a little bit worried because it's always just been oh the Hounds are playing we can always get tickets in Paul Child no big deal mm-hmm. like we'll make it yeah. de- we'll make a decision last minute like that could be changing so.
2: That's why you got to buy season tickets. I was going to
1: say, we might have to
2: get a season ticket. Yeah, yeah. So that way you can
1: just renew every year. Ugh, yeah. So, in terms of what's next, uh, as we've alluded to a few times here, the Hounds will head to Cincy next Tuesday mm-hmm. um, for the next round of the of the Open Cup. Um, whoever wins that game goes on to the semifinals of the US Open Cup, which is insane. We're basically three games away or two games away from the final. So, beat Cincy and then see if we play from there. Birmingham also won. They beat a 10-man Charlotte team. So I feel like it's kind of cheating a little bit, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, they will play Inter-Miami next week. So we will see how that shakes out, who ends up moving on. But we will obviously play the winner of that game. And then I'm a, I am don't know how they determine who gets home field at that point. Like I know in the bracket, we're in like the top section. So does that mean that we would get home or do they do a
2: new draw or what? I don't know. So with the draw until the final, Mm -hmm. um, and it may hold for the final, but it's if if you had home field advantage at any point, if you were like H1, right? Mm -hmm. So you're home one, you're above any team that was a home two throughout the bracket, right? So if you were home, you would maintain home field advantage if it's ever someone with a lower number or an away number, right? And so uh, Birmingham was an H1 team. We were an H2 team. So in the semi, we would go to Birmingham. If if Birmingham, win. if Birmingham wins, if so Miami if, wins. I don't know what they were, if they were away or not. I don't so there know might be a the, shot. They might be Miami. an H2 as well. And then they have to do some sort of uh, some sort of probably draw to see who gets the home field at that point. I'm guessing that's how the final works as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dan Yo's coming into the chat and I, uh, I believe he has it right
2: here he said they'll
1: do a draw before the semis to determine home and away for the final three games so if
0: you believe
1: dan yost yeah what is dan yost i mean then you know there was a moment. I think it was halftime that our eyes like locked and It was just both just like, and he, he was like, we're rushing the field. And I was like, okay,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we didn't do it, but, uh, uh, shared a little (laughs) moment with him for sure. Yeah. Liz has made the comment in the chat a couple times, but, uh, security sure thought we were going to rush the field. That's the most security I've ever seen in front of the Paul child stand, uh, waiting for the, the whistle to blow. And like, they're like ready. They're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, we're not
2: going to do it literally do it. <laughs> we,
1: we were sort of my family was sort of front of the line for them to open the gates for us to get on the field and literally as as they're opening the gate there was security there going don't run don't run yep. walk don't run and i'm like what like the kids at always run point, like yeah, but at that friend. point like, what are you doing
0: stand down all right yeah, I'm I'm t- down. <laughs> it's fine they're opening the gates we're allowed to go in chill out <laughs> uh.
1: Well, let's hope that, uh, you know, the the Open Cup run continues and that, you know, this in in the past, we've questioned whether or not the Hounds spirit was really in the Open Cup. And we've always said, like, this is the reason why I think now that we got a taste of this, that every year we'll just sort of pour ourselves into it and uh, Mm -hmm. we'll be right back here. So Uh,
0: another shout out to one, the front office for like, this had to have been a nightmare of a game to organize, to get tickets sold for, you know, Open Cup. It's last—you don't have as much time to plan for it, and it's just like, oh, crap, this is all happening, and it's the biggest game. Yeah, and I thought they did a great job. But also, um, to the Open Cup, you know, organizers— this is what happens when you have the lower league team host the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And as, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing Birmingham also hosted their game and it was not nearly as cool, even though they had more people because that stadium they play in is huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just looks as empty as always. But mm-hmm. in general, most U.S. Uh, yeah. USL teams, you know, the, the atmosphere is going to be electric compared to when MLS host a lower division team. Yeah.
2: Just let us host. That's yeah. that's that's
0: fans. yeah. just let us always host. It's not a big deal.
2: Yeah. So I think I've got the most important question of the night. I'm going to Cincy. It's mm-hmm. only a three and a half hour drive. Kev, well, I see you in Cincy. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same drive for you, right? Like in-
3: <laughs> yeah. Three, three and a half hours from Eastern
0: Tennessee. Yeah, that's, <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, I mapped I it, how it how out. That's, that's what it too. is. <laughs>
0: No, I will not be there. (laughs) I will not be there either, unfortunately. I'm going to be on vacation with the family, and I'm so sad. My mom was at the game, and she Mm -hmm. looked at me. It's like Liz and I, I think it was on the drive home. She's like, maybe you guys can get a, a, a plane. And, like, go to Cincy and then come back to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> like, I'm not getting a plane. I'm not, not spending money on a plane ticket to go to Cincy. And then Liz, of course, is on her phone looking it up. She's like, there's no good tr- uh, life. <laughs> 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 All right, we would have done it if there was good flight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will, uh, I will be off the continent for that game, unfortunately. So I was thinking that I might. are you going to watch it, Mike? I I am seriously considering it. We'll be four hours ahead. So I'll be like, you know, all of our uh, European buddies that are watching. I'll sort of be kind of in their time zone. But um, I, I,
0: I I think you can watch it on YouTube International. Oh, no. For the Open up, I don't know how it works. I know USL. It's all on YouTube if you're anywhere else in the United States. Uh, not in the United States. Yeah. Um, I'm
1: going to look into it because it, it largely depends on what's going on that day and right now actually we we move some stuff around so that day might be clear so that night i might stay up and watch um if i had my my that's my preference i'll put it that way we'll just sort of see how the day plays out um i might be too exhausted so so guys we went from um yes thanks liz for the vpn shout um this episode brought to you by NordVPN. Uh, no, um,
0: like all podcasts. Like all
1: podcasts, yeah. No, so we went from the win against Columbus to a game in Loudoun, which Loudoun sort of last place in the East. Uh, there was some concern that this could have potentially been a trap game. Yeah. Um, Hounds come out with a one nothing win off of a, an, an Ordonez like upper 90 rifle. Which, like, what is it with us in keepers? And what wasn't it Loudon that we had? Uh, not keepers, but we had um, oh crud, who was our uh, uh, right back last year? Um, that that ripped a shot upper 90? I feel oh. like it was Loudon,
2: uh, Sweet Feet Shane Wheat. Yes, yes. Anyway, guys, yes. <laughs> there's something
1: about our set our, our defenders getting goals in Loudon. Um, sweet feet.
0: Shane, I, 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 I've never heard that before. I've, was that a thing? I, I, you no, just I, that
2: up. One of my buddies calls him that. That's just like what he always calls him, and that's how I know him now.
0: We had that during when he was here. We yeah, uh, had that this whole time. <laughs>
1: oh. That is, uh, that's Ordonez's second goal in two games. So he's getting into sweet feet, Shane Wheat territory. Um, guys, that, give me a, what that
2: means is we need to keep getting, uh, standout pit center backs.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll, they'll score some goals for yeah. you in Loudon apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thoughts on this game. Give me a, give me a takeaway here, Josh. What did you, what did you think about this one?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, Harbinger saying trap game, but honestly, it, it felt like what you would expect from a very bad Loudon. Uh, even though they're not an MLS 2 team, they still sure felt like it this game. Um, also, shout out to the traveling uh, SEAL yeah. Army supporters. Uh, they brought the giant banner that we usually put in the backer section, <laughs> and it was huge in the front of the section at <laughs> Loudon, and it was hilarious because it was like in the top left. so It was like the, the score bug, and then the steel army sign, like right in her yeah. it for most of the match. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, I believe Steve, you were there as well. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: there was some star appearances from uh family great. and friends.
2: Right. No. So we're, we're there. Right. And uh, we're, we're chanting, we're chanting, we're chanting. And Mike Williams like leans over to these people that are sitting in front of us. And, and the one woman, cause the one woman looks back at us and, and he's like, he's like, we're not being too annoying. Are we? She's like, no, 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 that's the coach's mom. And we're like, he's like the river house. She was like, yeah. I was like, Bob Lilly's mom. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like what? Like, so, so Bob Lilly's family drove down from uh, from Camp Hill out near Harrisburg to watch the game. Um, uh, after the goal, like his mom gets up out of her walker. It's like going like this as, as like, as the goal <laughs> happens and whatnot. So I got to talk to his brother for a little bit after the game. They like, he'd like, just like they were having a great time. They seemed super appreciative to see fans supporting the team away. Um, they, I mean, they had a blast. They they loved that we were having a blast. I think that made their time even more fun. Um, but it was funny. I mean, I, I was I was joking with with Mike because look down you see this guy and he's like. That's it's gotta be Bob's brother, right? It was like, yeah, like like just like like the way he walked, like like the way his hat looked, right? Like, like everything about it was like, yep, yep, that guy looks like he is definitely Bob Lilly's brother.
0: That's fantastic. The way That's
1: he's cool. yelling at the players and telling them <laughs> when to do stuff saying, give I, up. Was I wanted to joke with him. I
2: was like, so did he always yell at other people like that? <laughs> At the dinner table, like right, yeah,
1: pass the milk, pass the milk, <laughs> get the milk up the left flank.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: and not to uh, jump forward too much, but then uh, afterward, the game, the victory selfie, yeah. seeing the Steel Army post one with Ordonio's, of course, mm-hmm. but then the second victory selfie, yeah, Bob, you have Lily's mom. It, it was well, great. I think there well. was other family in that uh, selfie as well, yeah. and it was just fantastic to see. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Right, no, I mean, and I'll say this, like. Bob could was like, okay, so how do I use this thing? But like his positioning on the selfie was way better than Arturo's, right? Like, like Arturo's like holding ooh, it up, like dude, ooh. like like our, like we're way up here. Like you're getting a good selfie of yourself, but we're not in it.
0: <laughs> Arturo was like, I gotta make myself look good for the grand. Yep. right? Like the, <laughs> the rest of you jabronis, who cares? I <laughs> gotta get the hey, right. He's angle. playing. He deserves it. That's
1: what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's on Kev, fire. What was uh, what were your thoughts on this one?
3: I took a bunch of so I feel like once a season I take notes in a game, and for whatever reason it was this game.
1: So I have Ooh, a bunch yeah. like, and I won't go next, through next I, week's show is going to be weak then if you don't. Take I, it, notes, will. But, yeah, yeah. it will, yeah, <laughs> will really will.
3: Um, I, I I won't run through all of them. I'll say like so. I'll try to pick up. Oh, a big I also one.
1: just realized we missed Josh's second victory beverage. So Josh, oh oh oh, yeah, crack it. As you were polishing off forgot. the first, there you go. Okay, now go ahead, Gav. Get in your notes. Yeah, okay, sweet. Uh, <laughs> you always get, so, when you actually take notes, you get so irritated when we cut you off from talking about your notes. You're no, like, I don't. I, I'm you're okay. like, I did this work and I want to share it.
2: Shut up and let That's me it. That's why share he only it. does it once a season. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs>
3: um, no, I I mean, so, uh, you know, Dequa not starting with so many of our goals coming from him in this game you know I was worried about how we would look offensively and honestly I I you know if if we could somehow kind of take the next game in isolation and like for for whatever reason make the points in the next game count like for half I would almost say like just do it again even if Dequa was like was fit um because I mm-hmm. thought there was the beginnings of a team that was playing really well together in the absence of their best forward um there was a plan you know that we the plan was you know get wide and get at least four guys in the box and we did it time and time and time and time again i mean we get one goal out of it but i it's justified by the sheer weight of opportunities that we created and so you know it's it's not like oh thank god we got one goal from our center back it was i mean a goal was going to come based off of how we were playing i thought we played really well um you know ordonez with the goal as well as just how good he's been defensively all season i mean he's starting to be captain material for me um i don't i don't want to have a discussion around like you know stripping captain sees a ways but but ordonez he's up there for like player of the season so far uh in in my opinion i mean it's hard to argue against dequa but um, one other point too, I, I, I mean, I think passing, we're starting to, you know, all, all the games under our belt now, I think we're starting to know where like other players are going to be and players are starting to pass to space rather than pass to feet. And I think that's making a lot more fluid and just like continuous play happening. And I think we saw it a lot in this game too, where, um yeah you're you're hitting space and you're hitting space where another hound player is running into um before the pass is played so no i was i i thought it was a really good game i, I mean i oh, will you know josh i know you said loudon didn't play very well i thought they played okay you know i i didn't think they were what their place looked like in the standings um but but no i mean it was after i was worried about this game after such emotions running so high i thought there might have been a little bit of a hangover especially in a away game and uh played really really well
1: I, my impression was in and correct me if you guys feel differently but after really the first half i didn't feel like there was any way that loudon was gonna beat us like it just it seemed like the the wave that the hounds are i I feel like
3: that in in years gone by and then they just take a shot from 30 yards out and it goes
1: in but (laughs) i I didn't think anybody other than like tommy williamson was gonna do that and when they had a two on none or it was a two on one and he just like held it held it held it held it and then didn't even get a shot off on net i was like okay it's it's not gonna be their night so i felt like if anything our biggest opponent in this game was ourselves And I know I just said that Columbus was whining about the turf, but I was sort of whining about the turf this whole game because the little pellets and you could tell that guys were adjusting their runs and that guys were getting stuck Mm -hmm. and it just, it didn't. and, And this sort of goes to show sort of how much the league has grown. You know, we go from playing on, you know, terrible louisville swamp filled baseball fields that have potholes that we're worried about to actual turf but now we're like that's not the good turf like that's not you know <laughs> so like i i feel like these are champagne complaints but um but it 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 felt like that our struggle was more with ourselves than it was with loudon in in my mind so i
2: don't yeah, know I, i'll agree i mean i think and especially in the second half, after Robbie came on, I mean, he made a massive difference. On he played well. The wing. I mean, he was putting in so many crosses. Um, made uh, I don't know, Jockelman. I don't know. If that's how you say his name. Well, no idea. Didn't look at a pronunciation guide. Uh, the keeper um, yeah. for Loudon, um, a former River Hounds Academy player. Mm. Uh, who I guess his family moved down there and then he was in the DC Academy and uh, now plays for, for them um, is my understanding. Um, But I mean, he, I mean, he was working all night um, and he had to do a lot of work and he wasn't doing a lot of it well. Um, And that created a lot of opportunities. It made the defense uh, have to scramble at times. Um, But you talked about the, the, the defensive side of things. I loved it in uh, towards the end of the game. There was a point where uh, we had uh, Robbie. I think it was Robbie, and uh, it was no. It had to had to be uh, had to be Kiza at that point, um, uh, chasing down four defenders and putting the press on four defenders between the two of them. And like these defenders have nowhere to go because these guys are just running off Mm -hmm. all the lanes and pushing pressure on these guys. And I mean, it just was like, it was a beautiful thing to see because I could just see the defender had no idea what to do with the ball. He's got a guy out to his left that he can't get the ball to because the guy's behind him. Eddie's running in at him. Robbie's cutting off the other one and then as soon as the pass Robbie steps back and he sees Eddie coming goes to cover the other guy and it just like it was beautiful to watch how we shut down their ability to transition with two players up top. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was interesting too with with Robbie coming on at halftime. I was like where is like who is he taking the place of and this was a case where Lily tried something a little bit differently where he had Biassi as sort of the wing back and he played Blackstock up higher whereas Blackstock's been sort of the winger in front of Biase, and so it'll be interesting to see we've talked about you know and I know Hounsey has talked about it as well like Mm -hmm. what is Blackstock's position like where does he where does he exist Mm -hmm. and thus far it's been sort of as a winger he's listed as a forward and here we had him sort of as an attacking mid so I think it's one of those cases where he could be another sort of utility player that Lily feels comfortable putting anywhere and especially with The depth of wingers, you know, Steve, you made a point at the Mm -hmm. game on Wednesday. You came up to me where we were talking about like, oh, these are our starting wingers. And you were like, no, actually, like they kind of are, but they kind of aren't. We've got like a massive depth of wingers here. So um, just trying to get them on the field uh, is going to be
2: something else to watch for. I I, I think with, with Blackstock, it is until he shows something different. It is in those more wide uh, positions where he can transition into attack, but has more defensive responsibilities. Um, the sense I get is that he just wasn't doing the work that Bob wants from a forward with some of the runs in preseason and early season. And so Bob really likes his talent and his touch and what he can do with the ball. And so he's been trying to find another way to, to get him onto the field. And that's, that's how it's worked out.
3: I would say, I think it, I think it's been working for Blackstock, but Later in the game, we started doing things that I didn't particularly like as far as moving players around in different positions. Like, one, I don't want to see a bar at right wing back. And, like, that's how he ends this game um, against Loudon. I understand, like, you want to get good players in the field. But I also think, especially over the course of an entire season, you want to, I don't know, you want your good players to get comfortable in your system playing in the position that gets the most out of them and i don't want to start kind of Mm -hmm. potentially degrading what a player could provide to the team by putting them out of position similarly i think griffin kind of ends up playing more of a six a more defensive midfielder role at the end of this game i'm just like i don't like yes he can play it we know that we know we can play it but like i don't know (laughs) like i just i just i want i want to play are you know high contributing players in the positions that that they're meant to play in I mean, like Blackstock, though is one of those examples where yeah so far he's 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 been a good utility player and he has done a good job in all those positions i don't i don't yeah i don't want to see us do that to every player
0: i think the moral of the story is that all players are utility players when it comes to bob yeah. Like they're like it's he's going to put them where he thinks he needs them and they're going to have to figure it out. And like, I'm sure they're getting trained how to figure it out during practice. But I'm just saying, like, Bob will will use any player anywhere if he has to. <laughs> yeah. So far,
2: well, I mean, that's that's what he was. It was it the RBG game where he put Farrell? as center forward. And yes, I asked yeah. him about it after the game. And he's like, he's like, you know what? I trust him. I trust him to be able to put something in the back of the net. He's got an instinct for it. And I'm just like, okay. It's like, okay. I trust my
1: barber. I, I'm not going to let him do my taxes. Like, what are you, yeah. what are
2: you doing? If he's doing like, numbers, numbers. Like, it was it's his analogies. own business. I'm sure he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying.
3: Um, oh, I was going to say something. and no, I've lost it. Oh, I was, um, Uh, I want to, I don't know, I try to do this uh, in seasons where a player is playing really well, but they're just kind of silently, consistently playing well. And sometimes we don't talk about them. I mean, I'm going to be the one who brings it up. You know, I thought Etu once again.
1: I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And
3: and, and it's specifically in the context of pushing players around, like Etu is central. Like two's not playing defensively. He's not playing mm-hmm. as a wing back. He's not playing as but he is our central midfielder, and he yep. is a strong pillar in that. Yep. And I thought he's had a he's, he's had a really good game. I one thing I I kept an eye on him because I just love watching him play the the amount of one touch like passes he has. He he he's constantly looking around and he gets the ball out of his feet quick and he's not lingering on the ball. He's not and he's just I he's I love that too.
1: I I don't <laughs> disagree with you at all. I just think it's really funny. You sort of teed that up for like, this is going to be an unsung player that doesn't get any credit. And you pick the guy that you raved about for weeks when the season started before he got hurt.
0: Hey, I mean, if you guys start raving about him, I won't have to do that. So. <laughs> I feel like you like raving about him so much. I don't want to take yeah. it away from you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Danny Griffin, Kev? Any thoughts? I,
0: he's had a great season.
3: Oh, look, I'll raise my and say, yep, I I think I thought he was just a very average midfielder who had a big engine and never got injured and he's come in and he's been a huge player i think ever since he came on came in for us um yeah he's been very very good arguably i would say um i think he's been better than mertz since uh griffin has come in and has had a bigger impact on the team and scored bigger goals um yeah no i think griffin's been great
1: i think when when Tuffy was, like, teasing the Griffin signing. He, like, there, there was a tweet that he put out that had, like, a puzzle piece gif. And, like, it was, like, the missing piece. And I'm like, what? okay, is this for another truck? Like, what is this? What are we talking about here? Um But I do wonder, you look at since Griffin got back, it seems that him being there has pushed other players into other positions mm-hmm. and everything seems to be clicking. And so even though I think we we were used to him being sort of a, a defensive midfielder and sort of a, a central defensive midfielder and we might have been expecting that when he came back the fact that he hasn't been could actually be that missing piece that that we needed so
3: well and just in the in the Columbus game you know our what a starting midfield is combination of Mersey Barr, and Griffin and that's just such a good midfield of energy youth and like talent and yeah I, i'm yeah. i'm happy and it what at the start of the season i think it would arguably you could have said our weakest area of the field especially in terms of depth was at the midfield and i think that's completely opposite now i think yeah. we have a great collection of midfielders that are all contributing yeah.
2: Yeah. i i think the the other thing so to validate Kev's point about Ed two.
1: You don't need to validate anything, no, and we're fine. Uh, yeah, we're good.
2: The inclusion of Ed two <laughs> provides the opportunity for Griffin to not have to play that position, which yeah. gives Griffin the ability to shine with um, a much more forward role. And right. I mean, okay, so didn't get the goal that went in, that was a goal that wasn't a foul against Birmingham, right? But um, you're talking about a guy that has scored two in the past five games that the team has played, but he has had chances and good chances in every single one of those games. Um, He has been close to putting himself on this, on the score sheet. Could have scored in in the Loudon game. Right. He could have scored in the Loudon game. He could have scored in the Columbus game. He did score in the Birmingham game. Right. Like, but like, I mean, he's putting himself in a position where he's got two goals on the season already, which um, in his first three seasons, he only put, I think five in total. Right. And so he's already way ahead of his pace in any other season and he's, but he's showing that he's able to score and he's in positions to score and putting like making the keepers have to work as opposed to just those once in a while finds himself in a spot where he buries one. Yeah.
1: So guys, after this one, um, obviously the Hounds get another win. If we're looking at the table here, uh, here's how things shake out. There is a three way tie for second place, uh, the battery currently at the top on 24 points, uh, followed by the Rowdies, Louisville, and us all sitting on 20. Birmingham falling off a cliff. They they're they're in fifth place with 16 points, but they've lost their last five, um, which is kind of crazy uh especially after they got the win in the open cup but you know whatever memphis is slowly fighting their way back into contention and actually in the i looked in the usl power rankings this week they have memphis ranked higher than us which i was like what are you smoking but anyway um at the very bottom we have hartford uh and uh loudon still with losses in their last five um yeah so i think i think we're right where we want to be at this point mm-hmm. we're we're you know in that second place uh you know we do have the battery coming up next weekend not this weekend so yeah at I'm home at home yeah at home yep. so a lot of good stuff going on guys in terms of them, Kevin you've been Droughton. supplanted <gasps> Lara Ellen is now in first place with 13 well points Kevin Kevin had a zero point week uh, got both of the results wrong this week so and uh, I'm happy about it <laughs> yeah, yeah, do what you will with that Kevin's on 12 dan yost with 10 points um so he is one like correct score prediction away from leaping into first and then we actually have i think five or six people on nine points but my graphic only holds three so devin pale keaton leaving good michael finn with nine points um i think uh josh you are on nine points as well so you should be on the board too uh, and uh, yeah, lots, lots and lots of people are playing and having fun and guessing and, uh, and having a good time. This is the, the weekly reminder that you two can get in on the action, get in on the fun. It's still not too late. You just have to pick a couple scores right and you're on the board. Um, but basically get your score predictions in, uh, we post up, uh, on Twitter and then really all of the comments are collected on YouTube. There's a post on YouTube where you just add your score prediction. You get three points. If you get the score exactly right. One point, if you get the result, right. So win draw loss, no points. Otherwise, whoever ends up the season with the most points gets two free season tickets to the hounds next year so maybe i should encourage my kids to play are they allowed to play i know i'm not allowed to win but if they win literally my youngest just slid into view like whoa what, what
2: so um yeah as he's they share your by,
3: last name they can't do this i mean
2: you know? <laughs> yeah yeah I, if you if you pay for their their subscription no but if they pay for their subscriptions i don't that, know That's
1: true that's true if they if yeah. they decide to pay ten dollars put in a yeah. student,
2: you don't know it's them that's right <laughs>
1: That's fair. Yeah. I'll be like, Hey, who's this winner? And it turns out it's one of my kids. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sham. Sham.
1: That's right. Yeah. yeah. But guys first, before we have Cincy, before we have the battery, we have Phoenix. Uh, The Hounds play Phoenix this weekend. Um, There are no former Hounds playing for Phoenix. Uh, And, you know, after being one of the best teams in the West for the past few years, Phoenix are currently in seventh. In the West now, granted, I think every Western team won or got a draw this weekend. So like, the West is is pretty decent. They're two two and two on the road. Uh, most recently, they lost one nothing to Vegas this past weekend, which we beat Vegas last weekend. Um, but in the past five games, they also beat Loudon three to one, and they lost to Tampa two nothing. So it kind of sounds like they're where we would expect them to be.
0: That was Vegas's first win of the season.
1: Yeah wow
0: yeah you don't want so. to be that team you don't want to be the team that gets an l to the team that has not won a single game all yeah, season feel good yeah. no you're definitely talking about that in the locker
3: room after yeah
0: exactly like ugh. Yeah. yeah that's not good luck um
1: so yeah the game is at Highmark this weekend um oh no i just lost my notes um <laughs> we're just gonna wing it why not uh game's at Highmark. Um, 7 p.m. on a Saturday. 7, 7 p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> I don't know why my notes just vanished. Um, Yeah, so games at Highmark, 7 p.m. on a Saturday. Uh, it is Pride Night, correct? Yep. Somebody mm-hmm. added this notes. I totally
2: missed that. What else is going on at the stadium? <laughs> There's some halftime something, but I don't know what it is. Oh, it's the pogo sticks. Pogo.
0: Pogo sticks. That's and pogo. then yeah. the Steel Army announced that uh, we have a a wedding going on for Pride. Uh, Cam and Colin are... Uh, Going to have their wedding in front of the Steel Army section right before the game starts. So that's uh, awesome. Congratulations that's, that's to them. Amazing. Yeah, geez. yeah. came together really fast and it's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, and dollar beers uh, before the game. So a wedding, dollar beers, extreme pogo. <laughs> what yeah. else could you ask for? Yeah. And a Hounds game.
1: <laughs> yeah. What more could you ask for? Um, guys, predictions for this one. We we got to do our score predictions just like everybody else. Steve, I'll start with you. What are you thinking? Two O N hounds.
0: That's what I was gonna say. Two oh
1: <laughs> I need to hold on. I need to like actually write this down because I don't have my notes. I'm writing it down. I think wait, we're wait, why do you need this? to write it down? I thought we
3: had Yeah, we have to we have to like comment anyway, right?
1: So listen, here's how this has worked for us. If somebody is on the show and they give a prediction but they don't comment, then I just use their prediction from the show. So You shouldn't have told me that. I have never I have never done a prediction. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) Um all right, Kev, what do you got? Uh two one hounds. 2-1 win. Okay, so we got two two one wins so far. I feel like I'm taking an order at like a, at like a restaurant. No, I thought like Steve I got said 2-0. Little... No.
3: Yes. Oh, Steve
1: said 2-0. No. Okay. 2-0. Yeah. Two, yeah, yeah, two yeah. No. Right, sorry.
0: I would be a terrible waiter. Josh. <laughs> uh, a Big Mac. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's no waiter at it. With that one. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do two zero 0 as well. How? Two 0 2 nothing win. I'll have right, what bye. he's having.
1: Um, I'm going to go so we don't have a game midweek um we did play on sunday so it's a bit of a shorter week but we are home we, cincy on we have cincy on tuesday so last That's time we had an open heads, cup game um well last time we had an open cup game lily openly said that he was actually planning for two games he's not planning for one he's planning for both so i think that this is a case where we might be happy taking a draw i'm not saying we're going to take a draw but i could see lily resting some guys just like we did against was it vegas um to get them ready for cincy so i'm gonna say i'll say one nothing win i think we take it we take the three points we celebrate the wedding um and then we we gear up for cincy and we go from there
3: Let me ask you this, a quick maybe outro question. Um, Do you think we'll see the same or very, very similar lineup we saw against Columbus, against Cincy? And mainly the context of that question is, do you think Forbes will start against Cincy?
0: I think Forbes starts, and we also won't have Kizza. Yeah, but Kizza didn't start against... Oh, that's right, he didn't. Yeah, Columbus. It was
3: showing me... I think I'm going
2: to punt that question... To when we talk about it again next week. Kev. Yeah, good, <laughs> good point. Good point. I have not ready to answer it. <laughs> good point. Since Leave yourself something to talk about next week. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> since
1: since neither Josh or I will be here next week, I would say I don't think it's going to be the exact same lineup. I think there'll be one or two changes just because Lily is going to he's going to plan for Cincy the same way he plans for mm-hmm. Columbus. He's going to look at what Cincy does and he's going to try to figure out how it can he negate whatever it is that they do. So I think that the core will likely be there. I don't know if Kenny will start just because of the, you're going to try to outrun them. Like you just got to outwork them essentially. Um, and that's not to say he can't, but when you have the depth of the midfield that we have right now, like that's a luxury that we have. You can always mm-hmm. bring him on later. So I could see there being some other shift at like one of the wing backs or, you know, one of the center backs or something, um, so I'll say I don't think it's going to be the exact same lineup, but it, I I am very interested to see how we approach this game because it feels like the approach to Columbus was sorta of, kind of like New England, and since he has since taken over the top spot in the East in MLS, so they're no joke and they just beat Columbus. So so did we. I I yes we have. <laughs> um, but boom uh, roasted. That's right. But. Um, <laughs> and it's Cincy like we have history with Cincy like I would love nothing more than to go to Cincy and beat them and just be done with it so yeah we'll see but um yeah Yeah, you don't have your notes
3: you don't know how to do an outro
1: (laughs) I've I've been winging the outro for a while now it's fine but that is what we think let us know what you think guys anything else that uh that you want to talk about on this
0: one
2: nope
0: um, oh, uh, someone else to keep in mind Pride Razor starts back up this uh, right. June, and the Open Cup will count towards your Pride Razor uh, nice. pledge. So go check out social media posts from the Steel Army. Uh, they'll be coming out here. And yeah, we're going to try to raise uh, a bunch of money for, for Sad again uh, this year. So pledge your amount per goal for June. Awesome. And there's a lot of games, so keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, this was,
1: this was a long one, but it was a fun one for sure guys. Good luck next week without us. Um, We'll, we'll definitely listen in and check it out. And uh, thanks everybody.
2: We'll talk to you very, very soon.
1: Cheers. Later.
2: See ya.